In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told this parable to his disciples. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were sensible. The foolish ones did take their lamps, but they brought no oil, whereas the sensible ones took flasks of oil as well as their lamps. The bridegroom was late and they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight there was a cry, The bridegroom is here, go out and meet him. At this, all those bridesmaids woke up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the sensible ones, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. But they replied, There may not be enough for us and for you. You had better go to those who sell it and buy some for yourselves. They had gone off to buy it when the bridegroom arrived. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding hall, and the door was closed. The other bridesmaids arrived later. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you solemnly, I do not know you. So stay awake, because you do not know either the day or the hour. The Gospel of the Lord We have another parable from St. Matthew's Gospel. This time it is that of the ten bridesmaids who fall into two categories. A distinction is made between the sensible and the foolish ones. What differentiates one group from the other? The sensible ones treasure wisdom, while the foolish ones show disdain for it. What is this wisdom which some yearn and seek, while others ignore and reject? Wisdom, or chokmah, according to Hebrew understanding, is not just intelligence or theoretical or philosophical concepts regarding the nature of things. Wisdom is a direct attribute of our divine and eternal Lord. When applied to a man, it is the ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. As opposed to the Greek idea of wisdom, chokmah is practical. Wisdom leads to right action. It grants a person the ability to see something from God's viewpoint. That is why a rejection of wisdom is not just a matter of rejecting reason and logic, but rather the rejection of God. In the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, such as the example taken from the Book of Wisdom in the first reading, God's infinite wisdom is personified as a woman. The association of divine wisdom with the feminine is not accidental. The relationship between a wife and a husband is the reflected spiritual relationship between Israel and God. The law and the prophets provided the wisdom writers with many feminine images, including homemaker, counselor, wise woman, and lover. That influenced their use of female imagery for divine wisdom. The maternal aspect of wisdom comes to the fore. 
just as a mother would be the first teacher for her children, guiding them and tutoring them. Wisdom literature was written to teach young male students how to function in society, and find meaning and order in the world. In the first reading, we are assured that people have access to common wisdom, which is described as being right out there on the street, out in the public. It is in the forest. It is in the city. It is on the job. It is everywhere. We are surrounded by it. While wisdom belongs to God, it can be pursued, and in fact pursues individuals. This is why Saint Paul can make the accusation that the Gentiles who do not have the law are a law unto themselves when they do what the law says is right. Their own conscience bears them witness that they understand what is right and what is wrong. As we turn to the gospel, we see how our Lord uses this principle of wisdom in a novel way. Wisdom is now the prerequisite for salvation, being admitted to the eschatological wedding banquet, whereas those who ignored her counsel would be denied entry. The storyline is simple enough. The parable takes place within the festive and joyful context of a wedding. Yet the final message is a sober exhortation to be properly prepared. It relates that ten young maidens, bridesmaids, were outfitted with torches, lamps, and oil, and were awaiting the arrival of a bridegroom. Notice the feminine and the lover bride motive in this parable, both being traditional symbols of wisdom. Five of the maidens, the wise ones, had extra oil with them. The others, the foolish ones, did not. When the time of the bridegroom's arrival finally draws near, the foolish ones needed more oil and asked the wise for oil. The wise refused, sent the foolish ones to buy their own. Meanwhile, the wise ones were in, went in with the bridegroom to the wedding feast, and the door was locked. The foolish ones returned and were turned away. Thus, the parable ends with our Lord's admonishment to stay awake, to be prepared. Now, the story begs the question: Why would the five maidens not share their oil? This appears selfish. So, why are they called wise? First, while it is not clear whether they were carrying lamps or torches, the Greek word can mean either. They would need oil, either to fill the lamps. Or to apply to the rags used for torches. On the human level, these five maidens had foresight. They had not only made immediate plans, but had also planned for any eventuality, including a long wait. And they knew they might not have enough oil to last the night. But this logical explanation is inadequate for us to discern their behavior. If the bridegroom is Christ, however, and the wedding feast. Is the end time banquet? We have a clue to unravel the conduct of these maidens. In a sermon on the mount, the Lord tells his audience that they are the light of the world. He encourages them in this way: Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So, light is not just a metaphor for evangelization, witnessing. 
But we see in these words of the Lord a clear connection between light and good works. At the end of the sermon, our Lord says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. This saying reinforces the truth that deeds are necessary to enter the kingdom. Likewise, at the end of today's parable, the foolish bridesmaid made this request, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. The repeated petition, Lord, Lord, allows us to connect this to the necessity of good deeds in verse 21, chapter 7 in the Sermon on the Mount. Finally, a later rabbinic text, Midrash Rabbah, uses mixed with all to refer to the study of the law combined with good deeds. And so, the oil for the lamps or torches was meant to signify good deeds. Then it is clear why the five sensible bridesmaids could not share their oil with the foolish ones. These later would need their own good deeds. No one can borrow the good works of others to make up for the good works they failed to do. Its merits are non-transferable. Each person must, as St. Paul wrote, work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Wise are those who understand it. Foolish are those who don't. Chapter 9 of the Book of Proverbs, a reading read during the Feast of Corpus Christi, describes how Lady Wisdom has built a house, set a table, and now invites a guest to a special banquet. The Eucharist is that banquet. It is meant to empower all of us who dine in wisdom to go into the world with the life of Christ we have received. To faithfully partake of the supper of the Lamb in His flesh and blood is to be sufficiently prepared and to have opened the door to wisdom in the Holy Spirit. Let us all pray to receive Christ today. And as we return to our seats in our time of thanksgiving after communion, let us ask Him for the gift of wisdom, to know how to do His will in our particular life's calling. With the fuel of Holy Communion, the oil of Holy Communion, let us keep the flame alive in our hearts as we await our Lord's coming, not idle, but committed to a life of good works so that we may shine the light of his gospel on the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.